You're listening to Rocket Night. This is Sharice with Rocket Night Magazine, and today we are speaking to Johnny McQuaig of Arcana Kings. He's all the way in British Columbia. Hey, Johnny, how's it going? Good, Sharice. How are you today? Looks like it's snowing up there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just outside of Nelson, up on the mountains right now, up as high as you go up in Roslyn, BC if, at the moment, and they got snow last night. So yeah, it is it is that time of year here in Canada. I wanted to talk to you about your band because it is unique. It, uh, you have a very ACDC sound, very rock, high energy, but you also incorporate bagpipes into yeah. the uh, act. Tell me about this. How did you <laughs> form the band and why the bagpipes? Which I love, by the as that's, a matter of fact. <laughs> that's that's the million dollar question everybody asks us about the pipes, which is fantastic. Yeah, so as you know, I was uh, born and raised here in Nelson, BC, in Canada, and there's not a lot to do around here, uh, especially you know as a youngster. But we have one of the oldest pipe bands in Western Canada here. So as a kid, my father really wanted myself and my brother and my sister to learn the pipes. And the Nelson Kootenai Kilty Pipe Band took us in and taught us the ropes of playing the bagpipes. And, and of course, you know, as a kid, when you say, I play the bagpipes, everybody looks at you funny and they're like, that's not cool. You know, like, where's the guitar? Where's the drums? <laughs> so I used to jam to the radio a lot when I was a kid. I'd get little licks here and there and little lines i'd figure out on the pipes and just play along with it when i could and as i got older i was playing in different bands and and it just turns out this one time we were way up north in uh, canada here at Yellowknife in the northwest territories and that show was a three to four weeks long when you'd go up there because it's so far to go and you'd be there you'd play monday to saturday every single night so it just happened to be my birthday. And of course, we had a couple of drinks and things were going good. And I just happened to have the pipes with me that time. And the guy I was playing with at the time, uh, Carson Cole, said, hey, grab those pipes. Let's jam to them right now. And I said, like, right now in, in the middle of our set? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. So I, I pulled them out. I started playing. And the crowd went nuts, absolutely crazy. So after the show, we sat down. And it just so happens I was looking for something um i was looking for an identity like something different to set me apart from everybody else and i'm like you know we we brainstormed a lot and when this happened we both looked at each other and said it's going to be the bagpipes you've got to incorporate that into some rock and roll and of course the first song we learned was acdc long way to the top and uh, i started writing stuff similar i, I got into that and then i started writing some traditional stuff and went back to the rock every time 
rock and roll sucks me back in and I gotta, I gotta get back to it. So that's kind of how it all started for us with the pipes and, and, uh, and just, it was basically the crowd reaction and, and people going, you gotta do that. That's, that's awesome. So yeah, it's been great ever since. The only band I'm familiar with that I really like that uses bagpipes is called brother. They're out of Australia. Mm. You'll have to look them up. I used to go to a lot of these Celtic festivals because I love Celtic music and brother used to show up a lot. So you'll have to look them up, but I think the instrument lends itself. Well, it's like a lead guitar. Absolutely. hundred percent. Like the things that we do with them now um, is, you know, it's not, it's not for traditional Celtic lovers you know, because we're not the eyes of eyes of sailor and that kind oh, it's of. It's uh, pretty hard rock what you guys do. Hard rock, yeah. It's it's ACDC along with the top. I mean, if you like that song, you're gonna like us, right? So, um, that's that's the way to go for us. And and with the pipes, it is that instrument. It will lead. It does have a lead. It's just never been utilized. I don't know if it's the stigma behind it or what it is, but uh, I'm I'm glad to be a part of it now. I saw on the internet you did Slade's Run, Run Away, and I loved that. And your video had this whole Star Trek theme. Tell me about the the making of the video. Why Star Trek, too? <laughs> okay, so first of all, I love the song. I, I, I've been a fan of Slade for a while. Um, and when the opportunity came up to to do that one, we jumped on it. And uh, it's a very recognizable song for a lot of people. Um, so we were down in Las Vegas. We usually play Las Vegas every March for St. Patrick's Day and, and whatnot. And, uh, and then we had some time to kill before our show was in L.A. And we were going through Joshua Tree. And I'm a big sci-fi fan and so are the guys. And uh, we said, you know what would be funny? And it just so happens, you know, I, I put on the wig. We had the big bellies going on, everything. And with the... Uh, and you had the, the lizard creature. The lizard creature, yeah, and, and everything. And we just had a fun day. We shot that in one day and just had fun. And, and you know, we didn't know this at the time, but when we got back, people were saying to us, you know, where were you? We said, oh, we were in Joshua Tree Park and we were rolling around and stuff. And they said, you know, you know, there's like scorpions and and snakes and stuff there and we didn't know at the time and we were just you know lifting rocks and doing everything we had to do and and oh it was a blast to shoot that thing so it was a lot of fun i guess ignorance is bliss (laughs) no rattlesnakes yeah that could have been quite dangerous One thing I've noticed about your videos and a lot of the videos that come from Canada is the quality. You get help from the government, correct? Aren't there funds or, but you haven't, your videos look great. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, We, uh, we can get help. Yes, there is a grant program here. It is really hard to access though um, because there's so many people you know trying and of course not everybody gets one right now the government's mandates are a lot tougher than they ever have been and uh, you know i don't want to get into that sort of thing it's uh it, it is what it is but um a lot of times we just pay for them out of our pockets or we shoot them ourselves 
Kevin, our bass player, he's really great with coming up by, with, with ideas of, you know, storyboarding and this kind of thing. And we all get together and say, okay, we got this, this is our budget. You know, we need to rent cameras. We need to do this. We need to do that. Um, another way we went on a couple of our videos was uh, a, a friend of ours plays with the band Default, uh, Dave Benedict. He's the bass player from Default. And he was kind enough to shoot a couple of videos for us as well. And, you know, again, everything just comes out of our own pockets. A lot of times we save up for them. We, we tour relentlessly to get the money to do what we got to do. And we do what we got to do. <laughs> well, for DIY videos, they look really good. If you, it looks like you guys know how to do editing and filming and all that. You really got to get into that, you know, as, as a musician nowadays, there's just not the money there used to be. So for sure you get into it and you make friendships along the way of, of people that can help you with this and that and the other things. So how long have you guys been together? The Arcana Kings band has been together since 2015. It started off as Johnny McQuaig band McQuaig, which I started playing and geez, I don't even want to tell you how long ago it was, but it was a long time ago. And uh, all through the two thousands and stuff, we were touring as McQuaig and Johnny McQuaig. And then, Arcana Kings. We changed the name to Arcana Kings in 2015. Arcana, I always think of the tarot cards. Is that kind of what you were thinking of? Yeah, sort for, sort of the Latin of, of uh, you know secrets and mysteries, the arcane. But Arcana, Arcana Kings is uh, we kind of tied in with the the bagpipes and the Celtic Druidic sort of mystique of it all uh, of what we're doing, and and uh, yeah, that's kind of how that started. Now, we were talking earlier, most of the people in the band don't live in the same area. Let's talk about that again. How do you get together to practice logistically? Let's talk. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, as you know, Canada is a pretty darn big country, and we don't have the population a lot of other countries do. So major markets... You, you have to travel eight to 10 hours to get to the next major markets. There's lots of smaller cities in between, but, you know, to get to a major market, it's, it's a lot of traveling and same with uh, us in the band. Like I live in Nelson, British Columbia. Uh, and so does our guitar player. And then the rest of the, the other three guys live in Saskatchewan, two live in Saskatoon. One lives in Regina. So we are at least 12 to 13 hours apart. Um, so, to rehearse and to get to our shows and what we usually just meet up at the shows, but ahead of time, we'll say, okay, this is what we're playing. This is what we have to have ready to go. And it's a lot of it's on the honor system. It's like, okay, guys, look, have your crap together. When we get there, you know, we get, we're going to run through it real quick in sound check. If we get a sound check, we'll do what we do there. And if somebody's lagging and stuff, the rest of us are, Hey, 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 because it's, it's, it's this thing. We don't like to waste each other's time. Um, we consider ourselves mature enough <laughs> musicians. And I laugh when I say that, but <laughs> that uh, you got to respect each other and you got to say like, look, have your stuff together, have it ready to go. Especially when we live this far apart, I'm can't wait for the day that we could jam online without any latency or any pro or any problems that way. Um, and with technology just isn't there yet, but when it does, you're going to see a whole new way of doing music. 
Yeah, during COVID, everybody seemed to be doing Zoom collaborations and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it was tricky. We we did a few of those ourselves too. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's it is it's tough when you live this far away. And and the thing that for us that really sucks is like we're on road on the road a lot, and when we come off the road you're back with your families, you're doing your thing, but you miss it. You miss the guys and you miss playing. And you're like, it's not like I can call you up and go, Hey guys, let's go for a drink and just your, or I got this lick, come on over, let's play. So, you know, it's like, I got this lick, I'll record it. I'll send it to you when you have a minute, listen to it, but you're in the vibe right there. And the other guys are like, okay, I'll, you know, I'm just doing this right now. When I get home, I'll listen to it then. And, and then by the time they listen to it, you're doing something else. So it's, it's there's a lag, the, there's a delay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the challenge there. I, sure. I can I can understand that. Let's talk about Vegas. I saw that you've done a hundred shows there. Would you do you have a residency or do you just do it for this? <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> Do you yeah, just do it? Well. You might as well, like in March, I guess. That's when you do most of your yeah. gigs, right? Yeah, we usually do three shows a day in at, in Las Vegas uh, during around St. Patrick's Day, in and around St. Patrick's Day, three, four days of playing. Three shows a day. Now, on St. Patrick's Day, we do six shows a day, which is really crazy because by the end of it, I'm just wiped. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And as you know, Vegas is Vegas. So, wow, is that a good time? And if nobody's ever been to Vegas, you've got to go experience it. Personally, I really like Fremont Street the best. Um, that's where we play, and I'm kind of biased to it. But it's uh, it's got its own personality, and it just pumps you up when you're there all the time. And you have such a great time. Well, everybody's in a party mood when they go to Vegas, too. And, and you're, really you're like a party band too. I've, I'm looking at the videos. Yeah, we like to have fun. That's for sure. <laughs> it looks like you've gone to a lot of bike weeks too. I guess uh, bikers have an affinity. Well, they like ACDC kind of hard rock music, I guess. But uh, why bike week? Well, I mean, Sturgis has, has been awesome for us as well. And uh, that was something we were trying to get in for, for a few years. And when we finally did, everybody kind of turned and looked and went, what is this? Because of the bagpipes, again, um, those things are magical. They have their own way of reeling people in. And when I start playing right away, people stop and they turn and they watch. Now, for those of you who have never been to Sturgis, it's not the ter- uh, stereotypical you know, rough and tough bike gangs and that kind of thing. It's a lot of recreational bikers there. And there's a lot of things to see there. So you're seeing people, you know, um, in their 40s and 50s and with extremely crazy, awesome bikes. And they're they're bike enthusiasts. You know, they like to get out. They like to go for a ride. They like to do that stuff. And for us, we're lucky enough that they like us a lot. We put on a, a show for them and they seem to really dig it. And we have a great time doing it. And the response is amazing for, for us. Uh, I don't know what it is, but the bikers here have embraced us and we have embraced them as well. And it's, it's a great relationship. 
you need to come to Bike Week in Daytona Beach. There's a big one there. Yeah, we've we've actually reached out. Um, we're waiting to hear. It's it, you know it can be a process, but but hey, if they're listening, get us to play. We're all come. <laughs> yeah, it's funny about Bike Week. It's it's pretty tame because a lot of these people are what I call weekend warriors. They have day jobs, but they drive the Harleys on the weekend, and Harleys are not cheap. <laughs> No, they are not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really a great group of people um, that are, are at these shows and at these bikes. They love to be entertained. They love to see something different. They love to ride and, and, and you know, get spiritual about their riding. And we fit right in with that. It's such a cool thing for us. Let's talk about your new single called Soldier On. What can you tell me about that? Yeah, so during COVID, as as we call the dark times there, <laughs> when everything shut down, we could tour. So, you know, we, we wanted to maintain our presence online a lot. And it was very difficult to do other because everybody was doing it. So online was like you were a pin drop in, in a, a sea of, of pins, I guess, or something like that. But anyways, um we decided to reach out to a charity and we were like, you know, we want to raise some money for a charity, but not just any charity, something that means a lot to us. And Kevin, our bass player, he's ex-military. My sister is ex-military. Her family, her husband is ex-military. And at the time, my sister's husband was taking part in the soldier on program here in Canada. And that's a, a, a program that helps soldiers that are battling with issues from seeing live action and, uh, um, you know, missing arms or, or, or limbs or have some mental problems and suffering from a lot of different uh, things that they've gone through. And we thought to ourselves, you know, this is a cause that we can get behind and, and it's passion and it's, it's a passion for us because it means so much to us. It's not just, Hey, let's pick a, a, a charity and let's do this. You know, it's like, we wanted to do something that meant something to it. So we got a hold of the Soldier On program here in Canada. And we said, you know, hey, we would like to raise some money for you. And they said, okay, of course, for sure. So we sold some merch online and we donated a portion of the proceeds uh, for a couple of months that we sold online to to uh, the Soldier On program. And we got to know a lot of the administrative people there and uh, we became really good friends with them really quick. And they turned around and said, Hey, could you write us a song? And of course I was like, of course we will. We'd love to. So I actually had a song in the can that I was been working on, but I didn't have any lyrics for it yet. And I said to the, to the uh, people there, I said, you know, you know, it'd be great if we could, get some participation here from soldiers of, of, you know, their feelings and their thoughts. So they have a creative writing process there, which is a help. It's a healing process for a lot of them. And um, we asked if any of them would donate some of their, their writing and their lyrics. Uh, and a few of them did. And we ended up getting the lyrics straight out of their, you know, straight from the program themselves and we put it to the music and we, you know, we fit it in and made it work. And, and uh, so a lot of the, the words you're hearing off of that is from soldiers that have, you know, are telling their story. They're telling what they've gone through They're They're it's very 
it means a lot to us, you know, uh, to have that participation of, of them embracing what we're doing and for them to open up and letting us put that to words and put that to music and put that all, you know, out there to the public. I'm that's, touched. That's kind of I'm, how the song... I'm touched just hearing the story. <laughs> it's really emotional just hearing what you just said. Yeah, it's a lot of people don't realize what our veterans do for us or have done for us. And we are big advocates there of like, Hey, these guys did things that you and I wouldn't do, you know, and I'd be scared to do something like that. And, and, and they do it. They put their lives on the line for us all the time and they need to be recognized. They need to be, you know, thank you for your service, whoever you are, wherever your veteran, wherever the veterans are, wherever you guys are and girls and guys, we want to say thank you so much for your service. Thank you for what you've done for us. Because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be playing music right now. We wouldn't have the freedom to tour. We wouldn't enjoy the things that we enjoy. So I cannot stress how important it is that we say thank you to these people for laying their lives down for us. How appropriate that we're speaking about this today because it's Veterans Day in the United States. This is the day (laughs) that we celebrate. And I'm really touched that you took journaling from the soldiers, their own words, and made them into lyrics. It's authentic. It's really how they feel. It is. It's it's real. And we've always prided ourselves on when we write a song, it's it comes from somewhere. It's not just I'm gonna sit down and write a song today. It's what am I writing about? Why am I writing this? It's Every meaningful. song we it's yeah, meaningful. exactly. It means something. There's a story behind it. Every single song we've written comes from something, some feeling or some place or an experience. And with this one, it was it was natural. It was like, wow, this is this is what we were feeling, but even five times more. Thank you for letting us be a part of this. What was the reaction of the people that you were working with when they heard it? It was cool. They they actually sent us a video, a reaction video of the uh, soldiers. Oh, yeah. is it and on it YouTube? Really... Is it, can we watch it? Is I believe so. Yeah, you should um, put it on YouTube if it isn't there. <laughs> if it isn't, uh, I have to get permission um, because of the nature. Some of them are very sensitive to. To this whole thing but if it's not I'll, I'll definitely look into getting permission to put it out there um um but yeah it was it was really cool for us to see that and very touching uh it made me stop in my tracks and just watch and just see what they were doing what they thought and it was cool it was it's one of the highlights of my career for sure that's that's quite a story i don't know how you're going to top soldier on now <laughs> i mean do you have anything in the hopper that's uh that you're working on that can... <laughs> yeah, we, we've got lots we've got lots that we're working on for sure um we've got a brand new song um we haven't released it yet but we're really close we're actually shooting a video coming up in the next couple of weeks for it it's called Kinistino, and that's about <laughs> that one we send out to our musician friends, anybody who's in a band, they'll get it right away. And it's all about playing in a very small town in Northern Saskatchewan on a Wednesday night. 
And then the next night you're playing in front of, say, 5,000 people. But the next night you're playing in front of 10 people in a small town in northern Saskatchewan. And it, it's it's about touring and it's about putting your your soul and, and your love of music out there to do what you do. And just, you know, not getting the recognition a lot of times, but at the same time, it's not about that. It's about playing music. So we always send it out to our musician friends. As a matter of fact, we played it at Sturgis and we had a bunch of the bands come up to us afterwards and said, we love this song. This is awesome. It means so much. And again, it was one of those moments for us. It was like, this is great. So <laughs> we're going to be releasing it soon. I always admire a band that plays for 10 people like they're in an arena because <laughs> that's professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> there is no other way. <laughs> yeah. I, and you never know who one of those people might be, you know, well, and, and the band as well. And I just admire that because I've been to shows, some of the best shows I've been to, nobody nobody else was there. Isn't that the way? Uh, I yeah. mean, we've played some of our best shows and there's like 20 people. I don't know what it is, but sometimes you just get into it so much and you're not worried about anything and you just leave well, yourself. Maybe because you know? there's less pressure. You think that could be it? Maybe. maybe. I mean, Hey, I, I love playing in front of a lot of people too, but sometimes those small shows are just intimate and you really make a connection to people and you leave the stage at the end of the night going, wow, was that fun? That was something else. Uh we're getting low on time, so I'd like to know what's up for the band in 2024. Well, the sky is the limit for us right now. <laughs> we're uh, we're we're planning a big U.S. tour uh, right now. Uh, we're going to be hitting uh, the West Coast and um, back to Las Vegas, back to Sturgis, uh, down to Texas. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot there. We might have an opportunity to head over to Europe. We're not sure yet, but uh, th that's in the works as well. Uh, working on a new album as well, some more videos, some more music. We're we're busy, busy, busy doing our thing. Well, I guess March will be really busy too, like you said. I went. <laughs> no. uh, would you happen to know any members of Flogging Molly? Because you would be the perfect warm-up band for them if they were to go on tour. I don't, but man, that would be so fun, wouldn't it? To go with wouldn't those it? guys. They, oh, do a, they do a cruise too, usually around um, March. And I think Rumjacks play with them. All the different Celtic punk bands get together. And I think your genre would totally fit in. Oh, I would love to. I, You know, that's great to know. I've, I've never reached out to them, but uh, that is something... You've, you've piqued my interest. Maybe there's an email. I the leader of the band with. lives in Detroit. Oh, well, maybe we should talk. <laughs> <laughs> I can do some research for you, but man, you guys would be the perfect, you know, to oh, talk along with them. <laughs> what a great time that sounds like. Wow. Somehow we need to get some of your songs in their hands. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be really cool uh so let's let's work on that <laughs> yeah let's do it let's, let's work do on it. that for 2024 
Is there anything that you would like people to know about the band before we say goodbye? Yeah. If you ever see us, you know, coming, coming around or, or please come out and say hi and not just come to the show, but come up and actually say hello. Um, we love to meet people all the time. We love to talk, uh, as you can tell <laughs> today. But, uh, you know, we're, we're very approachable and we love playing music and we would love to hear from everybody. So check out our stuff. R- drop us a line. Go on Spotify. Check out our, our website. Check out all our stuff and say hi. Hey, I'm, I'm so-and-so from here. Can you come here and play? And chances are we will, you know. So we'll just just keep in touch with us. Thanks a lot, Johnny, for being on Rocket Night podcast. I appreciate it. And keep in touch. And I'm I'm going to look into the flocking Molly thing. <laughs> oh, please do. That would be amazing. I you mean, if there's somehow you so if you much. could hook up with them, your your band was perfect for that. For that crowd. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Thank you so much for having me and taking the time to listen. Uh, we really appreciate you. I appreciate you too. And I appreciate your song soldier on happy veterans day. See you later. You as well. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Here is Arcana Kings with soldier on.
You're listening to Rock at Night. The introductory song "Get On Down" is from blues artist Billy Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com.